you were set on fire. Yeah. Can you Facts. tell me about that incident? I went down to the ground and I realized I don't have training for this. And uh, he has a gun on him now. Now he comes in the apartment and he's serious, no laughs, no happy ninja. Then he puts his gun out on the table. Did they start to feel like things were falling apart? They started to feel like things were falling apart, you know? And I think some of that stress they took out on, on me as well, man. Mm. What's up everyone and welcome to the Wide Awake Podcast. My name is Josh Rubin and I am your host. And today my guest is G-Boy. What's up, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> he is a rapper, singer and songwriter and he used to work with Dianne Foote. Um, and I think that's kind of what you're mainly known for, right? Facts. And I also wanted to start off by saying that, you know, a lot of the previous episodes about Dianne Foote, we've I've done two now. They've yeah. been pretty heavily one-sided uh, where I think today my guest is a little bit different because mm -hmm. he's had kind of a number of experiences with Dianne Foote. He's had some really positive ones. Facts. And he's also had some really negative ones as well. Facts. Uh, so I think it's a little bit more balanced. And um, yeah, I, I don't know much about the story. So we're going to learn it all together here. <laughs> I know little bits though. Oh, yeah. um, so you ready? Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm ready. So welcome to the studio, man. I'm, thank you. Thank you for having me, Josh. I'm very excited to talk to you. Hi. How did you meet Dianne Foote? Um, I met them through Kim. Kim Possible was his Ninja Dim's friend for before they were famous, you know. So I was we were performing with my friends, Kate Crashes. We were performing at a club called 169 was in, in, in Cape Town, Long Street. So we performed there and Kim was there that night and I didn't know. And then I met Kim afterwards and then Kim was like, yo, you such a dope performer and I need your number and the Anvort is looking for new artists to be on their soundtrack because they're busy with a movie or so. It's like, what? <laughs> and, then she, and then she took my number and then started messaging me from there. And then she sent a, a video message from Ninja on WhatsApp shouting out to me because my name was Van Boom at the time. It was my surname, Kieran Van Boom. So... He sent me this message on video and it's like, yo, Van Boom, your songs are lit and what? I can't wait to meet you and stuff. And yeah, and I was like, yo, 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 back, back, back. But so this is you and Ninja? Yeah, like a month or two after that. And Kim told me, asked me to come in to uh, headquarters in Cape Town at the time. What is the headquarters? Like where they would record and hang out? No, or? it's where they would meet, um, where they would meet before they go or where they would plan stuff just Ninja, Yolandi, John, and, um, you know, I take in, well, just music stuff, you know, yeah. plans. So like a working space. Facts. So I was in this headquarters and they were busy with the movie at this time, you know. They were busy with the movie. I was there for like a day. I was there for three days, say two and a half days. The first day I was there, I didn't see no Ninja and no Yolandi. <laughs> I was there for the whole day and that's what, and then the next day, the next morning, Ninja comes and I slept by the by the by, by headquarters. And Ninja comes the next day, they pedal on his bike and what what. And I was like, yo, and I finally finally must now meet him and he finally meets me. But it was like it was like quick, man. It was like, oh, bro, and what what? Yeah, we're gonna talk again. This movie thing is what what is gangsters is flipping him out and all that cuck. So then it, he left again in the morning. And then he had Kim 
go somewhere also. I think Kim went to court or something because the gangsters were just, yeah, the real gangsters for the movie, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But yeah, then Kim left also, left me there. And then I was there all day. And that's when I came up with the song, Please Don't Take Me For A Push. So that is like your biggest song, right? Facts. And I mean, I it's listened my- to it and it's, your voice and just everything about it is so cool. It's so different, you know. Thank you. Um, can you tell us the story behind that song and how it came to be? The song came about randomly, but it also, it came up, I freestyled the song, but I, f- I thought of the words, I took it off like, and I was also thinking to make a bully thing, because you know, the unword also gets like backlash also for their stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a bullying thing, you know, it's a song for to, for, for bullying to, for little guys to stand up against the big guys. Exactly. So, and I thought it was good, you know. So I, I freestyled the song on a video with my with my with my phone. This little Samsung I had back then. <laughs> <laughs> so I recorded on the song. Please don't take me for a push. You know, I was in my business being cool. And the the verse words just came. The words just came. So. I was playing that, pumping that song all day from the video. Mm. And then I wrote the lyrics off afterwards, just listening to the video. And I wrote the lyrics down. And then that same night, Kim came there. And then Kim was stressed out. Kim was stressed out because of the gangsters. She had to run up and down for the movie. And then some gangsters were in jail again. And she had to correct that. So she had a stressed out day. Yeah, so just to clarify, there was a movie that Ninja and Yolandi were forming. What was it called? The Blom van Sukwana. And this was a like a movie they filmed with real gangsters. And uh, Facts. I've talked about this before and I heard some crazy stuff about this movie. And we're going to get into all of that after yeah. we talk about the song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, continue about the song. Yeah, so Kim came there and then Kim was like, she was stressed out and the only words she heard was, Please don't take me for a push. And she needed that that day, man. You know? <laughs> she needed those words because that's how she felt that day. And then she turned that box up, the music box. She was like, bro, this is a hit. She was actually the first one that knew that this song is a hit. And then she asked me to send it to her. And then I sent it to her over WhatsApp. And then she sent it to Ninja. And the next morning, Ninja sends me a message on WhatsApp, like lots of messages. It's like, yo, the song is just, the song is this and it's that and it's good and we, I want to do a verse on you and we should do a music video and can I put the song on the movie? And I was like, yeah, and all that. And I was just like, I was happy at this point because now I was like, I got you. I don't know if we mentioned this, but you come from quite a, like a poor background, right? Facts. I assume, I don't want to speak for you, but mm. I assume this is like a big break for you. Yes, you know, Definitely. Dian Foot's massive. We all know Facts. that. And um, for you, this is like a way out of Facts. Definitely, your that's, area. Definitely, that was my mindset. That's all. I was blocking out everyone else that was, you know, the unword this and hey, in the unword evil. And I was blocking it out because like, whoa, I'm in an evil, living in an evil area, you know, where for me it's... I, I, Things like this don't happen, and when it does, you have to grab it with both arms, you know? So you're kind of blinded and ignoring all of the, yeah. the warning signs. Yeah, yeah. But also, I, I know what I know who they were. You know, I was big fans of them. I knew the darkness 
surrounding the visuals, more people. I knew all that, you know, Illuminati, all that shit, you know? <laughs> it's like old news now already. So when I, I was just like, yo, as soon as I see some evil shit, like a goat, you know, whatever, <laughs> I'm be out. As soon as I see some satanic evil dog shit, I'm out. That's it's what I always aware. That's what I always told myself. That's what I always told my friends and all that. So I was excited, you see, because now the, he has a song that likes, and it's not just that, I'm, it's not like I'm coming here and they're gonna present me a song now. I actually made a song that he likes and he just wants to put a verse on it. And you're showing your value. And I'm showing my value, so I, I was like... I can't imagine you coming from where you come from and like one of the biggest stars in the country oh, is yeah. going, I want to do a verse on your song. Away, away. <laughs> That's how I felt, bro. I was blown away, bro. I was blown away. I was like, yo, this is I'm, this is a blessing. You know what I'm saying? And it was a blessing. I still believe it was a blessing. Everything that happened, you know, despite the bad also. But yeah, and then Ninja was mad about the song. He said, and he said, we're gonna jump into the studio as soon as I'm done with this video, you know, with this movie. When, when we're done sorting it out, we're gonna. Then we're gonna jump into the soundtrack, and this must be the main song of, of the, the movie. movie. So, um, and did we explain what "Don't Take Me for a Puss" means? Um, so, I think for for like yeah, our international audience, it. I think explain South Africans it. will know. No, but um, you explained it better, I think, than yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> um, please don't take me for a puss. Basically, means in English, please don't mess with me. Please don't fuck with me. Please don't. Fool with me, please don't waste my time. Waste my time. That's what it means. That's basically that's what it, that's exactly what it means. And that was the title of the song. Yeah. And for you, from what I can understand, it was like you were bullied when you were younger. Yeah. And you were like standing up to the bullies. Facts. You were like, don't mess with me. Facts. You know. Yeah. Um, the, the day I found out that my fist can do damage. Your fist can do talking. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bully you guys now. And um, when it comes to, so that was the initial intent behind the song, right? Facts. Um, and then when Ninja heard it, because obviously there was an incident with Toki and Audrey, yeah. Toki's brother, yeah. where Toki stabbed Audrey. Mm -hmm. So kind of Facts. Ninja took your version and made it into like yeah. the, the version we now know where it's about the incident that happened where Toki stabbed his brother. The first time I actually heard about it was with you. And with Ben's, with Toki's interview, where well, Toki said about the stabbing. That's the first, and that's when people started to come to me because it's my song, my music video. Did I know about so, this? So and you what, didn't what? know about the stabbing or anything like that? I didn't know that Toki felt that way. Okay. Oh, he, he didn't like I didn't the fact know, that the yeah. video was done that way. Uh, I knew about the stabbing, but I didn't know that Toki felt that way at the time, mm. you know? Because we had a blast on a, on a... I think as well, in that environment, you know, um, everyone's just going with it. Facts. Because this is the idea, and I think everyone was trying to act cool about it. Mm. Especially in that kind of environment with those kind of personalities, you don't want to be seen as, like, weak or, like, mm. you care about this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Can you tell me when things started to go wrong? You wanted me to dance in front of a cheetah, and I did do it. Where, where was that? This was in, it was on a set, man. It was, um, 
Was this for the gangster movie? This was for the gangster movie. Yeah. So I think actually let's let's talk about that because I think yeah. that would lead into that a little bit. Facts. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about the gangster movie? What was it about yeah. and the environment? It was called the bloom of Sukwana, which means the flower of the outside. You know, that's that's deep. I can't get into that because that's mm. no muscup and that's gangster. You know, that's kind of gangster talk. Yeah, that's gangster talk. I I, I can't talk like that. So, but the movie was filled with gangsters, actual gangsters. I'm not going to mention names. Um, yeah. not going to mention what kind of, you know. But it, it was real gangsters, you know. And that for me was also very uncomfortable because I live in the hood where we choose not to, to dwell there. You don't want to associate with we gangsters. We don't associate with gangsters, you know. Guilty by association, you know. So, um... When I met them at first, they were like, they always came to me and they thought I was a gangster. They wanted to know what's my position there because in there, for them, this was a gangster movie and everyone here is gangsters. If you're not a cameraman or a grip or whatever, you're a gangster. So, because usually when you do a movie, you would hire people to act like someone. Yeah. But they wanted actual gangsters to play gangsters. Yeah. They, one of the reasons is, I think one of the main reasons is there's a movie, Numa Iskoli, no? Numa Iskoli and there was a Gums, the villain in that movie. After that movie got out, Gums actually got slapped on camera by real other gangsters in the hood and they made him, they humiliated him on video. So there was a, there was a different movie about gangsterism in prison. Yeah. And, and they saw what happened to that dude because in their mind, that dude wasn't a real gangster. So, yeah, so th the guy that was playing and that was acting as a gangster. Yeah. And I think in South Africa, which a lot of people won't know if you're viewing this from outside of South Africa, is that the numbers gang mm. is the most notorious gang in South Africa. Facts. And um, they don't like when you talk about things to do with the gang. Double facts. And they don't like when you kind of take them for a puss as you will. Triple facts. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the guy that acted as it was was beaten up because he yeah. was acting like a gangster. Yeah. And they wanted to show you, you're not a real gangster. Yeah. So, and the, so, so to avoid that, they hired real gangsters. They hired real gangsters so that that couldn't happen to them or couldn't happen to their movie or their whole, you know? So they hired the real gangsters. Um, few of them were bailed out of jail. Few of them during the movie went back into jail and got bailed out again. And I remember this one time I was, I was, I was in, um, I was in Mitchell's plane, you know, and we were, we were, we were at gangster's house, you know, and Yolandi wanted me to be, kind of wanted me to man up, like I wasn't man enough or man up. In her mind, I had to be cool with gangsters. She, but I'm, Cool gangster. I'm cool. I just, I cho it's a choice. You don't want to no, I'm not scared or nothing. It's just a choice. So we were there and it was a lot of gangsters. And we were we were there because Slag Easter was there. The guy who did Paita Yosabella, which was the last music video they put out. He was there. So I we, we were there and I was with him. But while they were talking with the gangsters in the kitchen, Yolandi calls me. And I knew... Because she told me, she heads up me, she said, I'm going to call you to stand by the gangsters and what, what, because you need to man up and stuff. And then they were there, but I was uncomfortable also, man, because I don't want to be here, bro. Like, where's the music at? 
Why are we not doing music? So, so did you feel like they were trying to kind of turn you into a gang member? Yeah, bro. That's Why what, do you think they would do that? I don't, okay, maybe not turn me into a gang member, but they wanted me to be cool and condone it and be like, cool, how they cool with it. Like, they would actually rap something in Nomatal on the song. I will never do that. We're I'm talking not, about the numbers gang. Yeah. Or making Sabella slangs and references, you see. Mm. Um, I will never do that. Can you tell yeah. me a little bit more about the movie? Mm -hmm. So you guys were at this site mm. and you were recording this movie with, yeah. with gangsters and Facts. animals everywhere. Um, kind of tell me what went on there. It's a lot of chaos. There was, um, there was, I, I can't say how, how the, the, the storyline of it is, but it was filled with gangsters, bro. There was drugs on set, bro. Tick buttons, smoke out of this, you know, those toilets that they have on the film set? Those toilet on wheels? Bro, they button and took out of that toilet. And it was always like that. They had to be strapped with like drugs and stuff. I didn't like to be around them always because they always, always ask you stuff. Always be like, yo, oh, gee, boy. Give me your jacket, man, because you were nice. Oh, I want to remember you. Buy your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Buy your jacket. It's like, nigga, get the you know, in my mouth. Like, What was the payment system like? Like, how were people getting paid? And People were getting, uh, they were getting paid in drugs and money, not just drugs. They were getting paid in drugs and money. It's just like for them, if they come to work, like if you were a weed smoker in the morning, you want to smoke a blunt or whatever, They just like, I want tuck every morning. Or stuck no. <laughs> That's the they just want drugs every morning. But they got paid also. They got paid. I know on on the set of this movie there was a lot of animals as well. Facts. Um and there was an incident with you and a cheetah. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what happened? Oh yeah. Um I'm supposed to I was supposed to dance in front of a cheetah. He wanted me to dance in front of the cheetah, which I tried. And obviously failed because this cheetah was growling at me the whole time. They were they were also standing in front of the cheetah, just talking for the movie, a scene in the movie. Not like me and you. I can do that. And the cheetah's just laying there, but he wanted me to dance. And then I tried dancing, but this, it, the more I, I, I tried, the more this cheetah just... <laughs> and they throwing pieces of meat there, you see. But... This cheetah, you can see Muslim. This cheetah, I, he wants to. He doesn't know what I'm doing, so he he doesn't know. What, should I should he attack? And he's going into stones, bro. Like, what should he do? And he's and I'm telling as he's doing, I'm telling Ninja yo, and it's a rolling. So now they have to cut again, and then roll again, try again. And I'm like yo, and then cut again until Ninja got like upset because I was like, they were you sitting now. There's the cheetah and yeah, I'm dancing. And this, this nigga just... So, you got upset that day. Because you couldn't do it. So you mm. you didn't do it the you way you wanted. I didn't that. do it the way you wanted. Because I was dancing, you know. I was nay-naying in front, <laughs> front of that cheetah, you know, whatever. But... But you're obviously scared because it's a dangerous I was scared. Animal. So I didn't go, I didn't put all in that I wanted to. Because I, I took cramp. Crumping takes a lot. It's stomping on the ground and this. So he got so mad, bro. He shouted at you. He shouted at me. Facts. So it, he sweared. And here's all the men. So yeah, even Yulandi came to me. And, but that was good. It's your first time, G-Boy. It's, so, 
was okay, but Ninja wasn't having it. He was just like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm angry. He walked away from me that day, just like, he just told me cuck and just left. And I just left, we set up a wrap up, set the whole thing up, because it was done for the day. Then that night, the same night that that happened, there was an apartment that Ninja rented for us. Me and my, it was basically for me. Ninja Pulse comes up that night. See, and I was already not feeling well because he humiliated me, man. And he pulls up that night, Lambo, you know, thick blue uh, hoodie. And uh, he has a gun on him now. Now he comes in the apartment and he's serious, no laughs, no happy ninja, no, hi, yo, guys, was pop. Nothing like that. It's it was just, like in character. Yeah, just like serious ninja eyebrows up like this. Ninja. And I knew already night he's gonna come talk now and come chant us now yeah. And the man says, um, this thing that he does is very serious, this music thing. He said that to you? Yeah. So he was like, don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. He was basically saying, telling me to not take him for a push. And he puts his gun out on the table. But me and my friends, it's like a little gun. Me and my friends, we, we saw people get shot already, man. We like, <laughs> you are a ninja. But from in, where you grow up? Yeah. Because uh, he's with this guy and he's talking here like um, serious and when he says things must be done, it, should, it must be done, you know, but he's here with this little gun. It's like all threatening, you know, not really threatening, but just showing us also. But we also like when he left, we laughed. We was, he was like, this brother just pull up with a baby gun. Yari, we, <laughs> we so come he, to Outbay, he will get robbed or if we go walk in the ghetto alone, he would really know what it is like. This is another thing with him is that I've spoken to other people and like he comes from a pretty like privileged upbringing. Facts. I'm not sure if that's true. No, facts. But apparently he comes from like a normal area in Joburg. Yes, he does. And um, he loves that image of being hard and facts. like being a gangster. Facts. Um, Yolanda is actually the one that has a more harsher background. More, She's more ghetto. I, I would say it's like that. Where come from? I heard she come from the streets, you know. I heard she cause she was like on, a, she was a straat kind. She, we smoked, we used to like, we smoked green, groen paper, like mixed paper, like weed with, with ants in it out of a bottle. Next, she smoked that with us. As to when Ninja was like, you know. He liked his fancy things. Yeah, he liked his, <laughs> you know. But so Yolandi also understands more Afrikaans word than Ninja. Most people think that he's like this hard guy Mm. Who's like super dangerous? I don't know if he is. Like, no way. I, I'm just. This is like the perception I get. Like, mm. is he really what he portrays to be? Is he that hard guy that's like super scary? Or no, no. Yes, yes. Uh, bad manners. Yeah, yeah. He got bad manners. You know, that comes with his with his fame. You know. But in terms of nah, bro. He's scared of traffic cops and stuff. Like literally, like Yolandi is the gangster. Yolandi is the gangster one. Facts. But I saw it. In I what way? It. Like she's the one that's actually would run over there and slap her brother or hit him with a bottle or she's like that. Not, I, I didn't see, I didn't, she didn't hit nobody. I'm just. She's that kind of person. She's right? that kind of person, yeah. yeah. There was something else you told me about you were recording and you were set on fire. Yeah. Can you Facts. tell me about that incident? Yeah, so Ninja told me that for the next video, 
which is nice like a thing with Moonchild and La, that I should dance on fire. I should dance while being on fire. And, I th- and he told me it's going to be, you're going to have a bodysuit on and all of this. And I was like, cool. Okay, cool. And then the day came that we're there and now they put, and I realized I don't have training for this. I don't have like... So did you go through no preparation or No training? preparation, nothing. nothing, nothing. They just put that wet gel thing on me and the clothes on top of that. And I was like, but I'm also like, yo, this is... Come on, I'm, I'm telling myself to do it, man. And I was initially supposed to go for like 15 or 16, 20 seconds maybe. And I went for like nine seconds. I did nine seconds. Um, and they claimed that Ninja wasn't happy with me being on fire for nine seconds. He felt like I could be on fire for more. But I was feeling the heat, you know? It wasn't long enough. I was dancing. So the fire... <laughs> Was, was doing this shit. And so I went down to the ground. And I went to the ground and I didn't want to do it again. He actually wanted me to do it again. And then Yolandi was like, that's fine. In most cases, Yolandi was always, Yolandi witnessed him being an asshole. And Yolandi would come pat me on the back. Most times Yolandi like, would be that okay. one. It's okay, G. Like the mother figure. Yeah, it's okay, G. Ninja, he must get used to Ninja. That's how he is. So... He was upset with me for that. And this was after the cheater, no? Mm. This was after the cheater incident. So this is like another thing that, that he's yeah, upset about Yeah, this was now. another thing. So then he was upset with me for that. And he didn't pay me or nothing for that, for being set on fire. Why didn't he pay you? Because he, he felt like you didn't do it good enough. Yeah, might be. Might be. But then he did pay me afterwards when I mentioned it, you know. Mm. Um, but that's, this was before we went on tour. This was like, this happened. The fire incident happened like two weeks before tour. Okay. See, and then Ninja was mad. And then I was just at the point where I felt I wanted to give up because we had to cheat the incident. We had this now, we have the fire. And it's, every time it's just like you're being rude to me and I must just accept it because you're giving me a little money now. And you know, so I'm thinking, if this is how you are now, what are you going to be like in next year if I'm still with you guys? This is not what you signed up for. This is not what I signed up for. I came here to make music. I didn't come here to be set on fire, dance in front of a cheetah. The other video wanted to put a snake on me. I don't, I don't want that. I think this is the thing with, with them is that they became famous for being crazy and different and just wild basically. Mm. Um, but like you keep saying, if they just focused on the music. Facts. And objectively, a lot of people don't like their music. I kind of like some of it. I like I like the music. I like most of it. I yeah. still today. And I think they're very creative. If they just focused on that, right? And they made it like, if it was just their personality mm-hmm. or persona. And then when filming was done, they cut all the shit. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have to have all that shit at home. Oh, it's yeah. like if they, they don't if, have to, yeah. If they just stuck to being creative, making music, none of this would have happened. Oh, yeah. But they wanted that lifestyle. They wanted to be that lifestyle. Mm. They want to live on camera and off camera. That's who they, and that's the, that's the problem. That's the problem with it. Facts. Um, and so what kind of ended your relationship with them? 
most of the people that was around them were yes men. Even when they know Ninja them was wrong, they would say yes. They will most times Kim disagree, but she doesn't say it. You know what I'm saying? Everyone around them was just yes, yes, yes. As to where I was actually no, no, no. And Ninja actually respected me for it. He respected me more than the other people. See, because he saw what he, I gave him clean. I was like, yo, this is me. You I don't like that gangster give, shit. You would give I, some pushback. Yeah. And I, I was think like, with the, that's a problem with a lot of celebrities is that people don't want to annoy them mm. or get on their bad side by saying no. Yeah. So you just end up saying yes and pleasing them. And yeah. often that can be very detrimental. Exactly. So I was like, mm, 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 mm. and then he, he went so mad at me. He was so mad. And I was, I told myself, and I told Slachis, because Slachis was, I told myself, I, I want to go home. We're in the middle of tour. And I told myself, I want to go home. And I told myself, when we're done with the store, then I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave everything they gave me. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to, because I can't, I can't do, deal like, I can't go like, for me, I could feel it was going to get worse, man. Mm. If I allow it now, other shit, maybe I would be saying the same things Toki have been, if I was long enough, yeah. that long enough. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like one massive incident. It was kind of just a build-up of, of, yeah. of a lot of things. It was a build-up of a lot of things. See, it was a build-up of a lot of things, the little things to the big things. Info, like becoming my personal, my personal life started to... Get affected by it. Exactly. And do you feel like, did you feel used? I actually felt like I, I was feeling, I felt used, but I also felt like I was using them, you know? Because why? there was at a point I say, hey, I'm, because they made me a push and now I'm I'm still here in their face. So you know what? I'm gonna take you guys for a push now in my way. Okay, you want songs? Songs. Give me my you know? It was like at at, at the end of the day it was like that. But until that the incident was in in tour, that was like the last straw. Then we came yeah. back to um then we came back and then they were talking, they gave us this whole prepare speech also about coming off tour, you know, and going back to the wood, see. And there was, it, it was me, my mind was set up already, man. My mind was made when I set one show out on tour, I set one show. He told me to say, you're not going to perform with us. And I was, I was cool with it because my mind was already like, I want to go home. You were over it, yeah. Since I was over it already. And then afterwards, in the next day, we had a next place. And then he says, I don't want this. This is your first time. I don't want you to have a bad experience. And just let's just, mm-hmm. let's just move along swiftly. And it was always like that. It always comes to him coming to me and doing that. And being yeah. like, be cool. But uh, my mind was made up already, you know. And then we came back off tour and boom, Benji and... The whole exposure started coming out. With Toki and... No, with, this was before Toki. With Gianni. Okay. That first, that whole thing came out. Um, and they were also very, you could see they were very, they were very serious. They were, it wasn't any more than Ninja Nulandi coming happy into the room. Did they start to feel like things were falling apart? They started to feel like things were falling apart, you know? And... I think some of that stress they took out on, on me as well, man. Mm. You see, so I didn't want to be with them 
And, and I didn't even know. Like I was one up for leaving them. I'm glad until this day. When Ninja asked me the last message, when he asked me to be on Zef TV, episode four, and I declined it. I said, no, brother, I'm, I'm here now. But I said, let me just be, let me just be, man. Do you guys this thing, do it on your way. This was before the exposure. And then I refused. And that was the last time me and Ninja texted each other. When they started, when all of the evidence started coming out and all of the video footage of them doing the thing with Johnny, Andy Butler, Talkie's interview, where are they now? How do you, do you think that's affected their career a lot? Oh, definitely. I, I think they pretty much cancelled, bro. Cancel culture. It's got them. They cancelled. You know, I hate cancel culture, obviously. Ah, uh, me, me too. You know, I don't think it's a, a good thing. Mm. But there's a difference between being cancelled for saying silly mm. and, and then be, yeah. being cancelled for saying for something justified. Facts, facts. Um, you know, when, when you do things that are illegal mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, yeah. it's not just cancel culture. It's like you're a bad person. Facts. You kind of don't deserve the platform facts. that you have. Yeah. Uh, so what are they doing now? Like, how I personally they... don't know what they're doing now because why... You told me that they've changed their lifestyle a lot, though. Yeah. Like I've, ninja's I've, I've become seen, yeah. Zen Ninja. Yeah, he's become Zen Ninja now, and they're old. They, they, they released two songs, like two or three, that you probably don't even know of, because the type is gone, bro. They were supposed to go on tour the next year, 2020, 2021. They got cancelled for all of that. Well, so The events got cancelled? The events got cancelled. Did they cancel it or were? No, 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 no. They were removed, my brother. They were removed. That was the headlines. They were removed. They tried to sue BMG also. Who was uh, their record label? Yeah, at the time. I saw if, uh, I saw Edwin do some... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he made a video about that, it. Yeah. So that's how I know. But um, Ninja did after you did it with Toki. He sent uh, greetings to me and to the guys. So after my interview with Toki, he Facts. reached out to you again. Facts. I think it's because um, <laughs> because I was like, oh shit, if Toki's going away. Who else is going to come out next? Who else is coming up next? Let's just be cool. But honestly, I don't hate them. I don't feel what they did to me was something for me to to hate them. I've made peace with it. At, at first, like I told you, I come from... The wood, so that was a big opportunity. It was a big deal for me. Mm. And Ninja is a big deal. We had beef with Eminem. I met him the year that him and Eminem had beef in 2018. When Eminem said that all on the on that album of him, that what Kamikaze. Was that, beef about? that Kamikaze, because they used the N-word. He didn't like that. So he dissed him first. That was the second time that they dissed him again. And you say It was like he, a bit of a back and forth. Yeah. So you, don't, so you don't so hate them? Facts. So in my mind, it's like, got beef with Eminem and you out here talking to me. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I felt high. So I don't hate them at all. Um, the only reason for, my, for me speaking is because people want answers. The music video was re, um, removed. My please don't take... Why was it removed? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get into this one. So when... Ninja them dropped the album, House of Zef. The music video that we shot for that I got put on fire. Mm -hmm. That song is called Nice Liquor Ding. Yes, the song's name, the song is still on the album right now on YouTube. You can go see. The song's name is Nice Liquor Ding, which means sex is a good thing. Um, it's, this, is, this is the title of the song. The Anvoort 
featuring Moonchild and Dla of Dreamanskap and G-Boy. That was the title. The Unword featuring... So it was the name of the song and then the people that were featured on the song? Yes. So here's what they do after I departed with them and I decided I'm not going back. They tried to message me. I stood on my ground and then they released that. They still keep that song on the album, but they take my name off the album. They keep my, my, my bridge on the album. They keep my vocals and everything. You go into the lyric section in the description, you will see, okay, G-Boy wrote this. Yes, G-Boy's name. But the main title says now, the unword, Moonchild, Tla, and Yomasa Push. So they replaced your name with Yomasa Push? They replaced my name with Yomasa Push, which means my Masa Push. Which means what in like English? Which means my mother's vagina. Facts. Which, which, it's, it's like a which, diss in South Africa. It's a diss that if it's the first thing, if you want to, you come to Cape Town, you want to fight somebody, just say, just tell a random colored person, your master push. <laughs> you see how far you come. You'll learn pretty quickly. Very quickly. So then that was done. And then why did they remove your main music video that put you on the map? Um, the, the, the one, please don't take me for a post. Because they, they, it's to spite me so that I can have nothing to fall back on. Yeah. So they, they just took it down to spite you basically. And they, they took it down to spite me. It's like, yo, four million, four point, almost five million. All gone. All gone. Yo, okay, now you spite me, mother. Yo, I was like, a, I was like damn, yeah. Mm. Since because why I could fall back on that, I could, I could do future things. You can show people, people that you want to work with in the future that like, look, facts, I did this song did with this, the unfurt. Exactly. And, yeah. Like normal, like, but then they, then they did that. And then lots of people from my community was upset. There was people in my community saying that if they ever see ninjas, call the whatever, they're going to do some damage. And I was like, nah, don't, man, don't. I'm not like, a mom didn't raise me like that. So... Just to wrap up, I want to ask you, where do you see yourself going in the future? What does the future hold for you? I, I still want to do music, bro. I want to do acting. I want to get up. I actually want to get heavy into acting, you see. But music, if, if I don't, music will always do me, man. Let's put it that way. So if I, even if I don't make it to where I want to be as a music artist, music will always still be with me. But I want to act and shit like that, you know? Awesome, man. The, like I said, the only reason why I came to do this is because after Toki's one, people like really started to come to me and be like, yo, when are you going to talk something? Mm. What happened? Did nothing happen? But you were there. But we saw you there. But you were overseas. But now why are you not talking? You see? Yeah. So you just wanted to share your side of the and story. And I think people are actually or were actually expecting me to come up here and say that I did some ritual shit or they did made me do some nothing like that. Mm. The only thing is I left them because of how they treated me and how they treat others around them. Basic. Well, thank you so much for coming down today and sharing your story. Thank you for having me, Josh. It's a pleasure. I really appreciate it. And uh, it's oh, yeah. been really cool speaking to you. Oh, yeah, Josh. And thank you all for watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Wide Awake podcast. And I'll see you all very soon. Also, subscribe <laughs> and like the video. And like that, that <laughs> notification cool. button. Cheers, guys. <laughs>